let me start by telling you, Mike, that I'm pretty upset at you. And I'm saying this only about 80% jokingly. I don't care, but okay. (laughs) What do you mean you don't care? (laughs) Wow. Well, now that I've been put in my place. Because whatever it is, I know I haven't done anything bad to you, so. Mm, Are you sure? Yeah, I'm very sure. Mm -hmm. Well, see, this is the 125th episode of this analog program on your Relay FM network. And we are Mm -hmm. recording on the 30th of January at what is my local 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it is, what, 7 in the evening for you? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So... Oh, 6. 6. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do math. 6 in the evening. Had we recorded my... That's why I said 7. Had we recorded at my 7 o'clock in the evening, which is the normal time that we record this program, I would have been able to be the very first person to wish you happy birthday verbally. Perhaps the very first person to wish you happy birthday at all but no we decide that oh we're going to do it in the middle of the day because Mm -hmm. candidly that's much nicer for you but still you have taken my moment you thought this birthday was about you but oh no sir it's all about me and you've taken my moment i was completely right i haven't done anything bad to you (laughs) right it's my birthday it's not your birthday i get to do what i want but it's all about me mike even your birthday is all about me i know that uh no it's 100 percent about me uh because it's my birthday mm-hmm. uh, my birthday will have passed by the time anybody hears this mm-hmm. um but I, so so by the time that you hear this i will be 30 years old Indeed. and uh i feel kind of okay about that yeah we're, we're i'm getting ahead which is not fair of me so we're going to talk about that more later but I'm just going to tell you happy birthday right now, just so I can still be the first, okay. even though it doesn't really count. It's like calling shotgun before you even leave the nah, establishment you're, you're in. I'm afraid to tell you that you're not the first. Oh, who's, who was first? So we've had a, I've had a couple of instances. One, I'm not seeing my family uh, this weekend, so oh, they have already bogus. wished their happy birthdays to me. Oh. But like, there is an actual legit one, someone by the name of Robin, who lives in New Zealand, sent me a tweet at 11 a.m. my time to wish me a happy birthday from New Zealand. So, like, in, in Robin's what? timeline, uh. it is it is the 31st of January. This is bullshit. Well. I quit. The other thing is, right, like... <laughs> This was an agreed upon thing about the fact that we were going to record early when you were on your staycation. So Something like that, yes. If anything, you did this to yourself. You put this idea in my head that this is even a possibility. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so Speaking yeah, of which. Definitely on vacation um, right now. Let me tell you, that's what I'm doing. I didn't call it a vacation. It's a staycation. I called it a staycation. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. You're staying and you're cationing. Well, you had time to make a YouTube video, which we'll talk about later on. But um, how how is it going? You've been a dad for like three weeks? Well, I've been a dad for three years and three weeks. But yes, I, I get your point. And yes, I've been a dad of two for uh, actually it is three weeks today, coincidentally. And uh, it's going pretty well, all told. Um, it turns out not all children are identically alike. Uh, who knew? that you can have two children three years apart and they're not the exact same who to thunk it um, but all in all things are going well uh the advantage of being a guy well one of eight billion advantages of being a guy is that i don't really have the appropriate equipment on my body to help very much overnight 
and I would love to help more overnight, but since Aaron is breastfeeding Michaela, uh, there's not a lot I can do overnight. So I have been sleeping pretty well. Aaron, on the other emotional hand, emotional support, Casey. Well, I do the best I can, and I offer you to can get be up. awake. You know. Well, and the thing of it is, is that like, you no, know, we we did this for Declan at first. And I'm sure we talked about it on this very program, in fact. But uh, for the first few days of Declan, both of us would wake up every time, and at one point, I think it was Aaron looked at me and said this is dumb. Why are you awake? There's no point in both of us having no sleep. At least one of us should have sleep. So at least one of us can actually do a reasonable job of adulting. So (laughs) why don't you just go to bed? And the agreement we've fallen upon, and I believe we did for Declan and certainly have for Michaela, is uh, whenever there is a feeding and if it's a like run of the mill feeding where, you know, Aaron wakes her up, she feeds, she changes the diaper, she burps and that's that. Then Aaron just takes care of that because Aaron is an angel. If, though, there's any sort of excess fussing or if Michaela just decides she doesn't want to go to sleep for some reason, then Aaron will wake me up and say, hey, it's your turn, guy. So go take care of it. And I think that's a more than fair. Well, more than from my perspective, more than fair in reality, very unfair scenario. But um, since there's nothing I can do about breastfeeding and we haven't started doing any bottles yet, This is the best we can come up with for now. But we've kind of jumped into the middle of the discussion. So in case you haven't heard, uh, Aaron and I had another kid and it's a little girl and her name is Michaela Charlotte. And uh, she is adorable and was huge when she came out. She was uh, nearly 10 pounds, which is quite a lot for a baby. Declan was uh, eight pounds, six ounces. Michaela was nine, 10, um, which is quite a difference. And uh, that made for an interesting birthing story, which we don't really need to get into right now. But suffice it to say, uh, all is well. Everyone was well shortly after birth, as well as one can be for having gone through what Aaron went through. And by and large, Michaela's been doing a better and better job each day of remembering that day is day and night is night. Because as with most infants... When she came out, she kind of had those things backwards, and that's not unusual at all. And uh, thanks mostly to Aaron's efforts, we've been we've been able to get her so that she's mostly sleeping during the evening and is comparatively more awake during the day, which is all we can really ask for three weeks in. Michaela Charlotte is a great name. I like that name a lot. I figured you would like um, the first name more than anything. Yeah, I mean, it's not, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really feel like you know. That, that you need to name your child after me or anything, and I don't believe that you have. Yeah. I am interested <laughs> to understand where that name came from, though. Well, actually, this is a good story, and in retrospect, I should have had Erin on, but she is with Michaela at the moment. Um, years ago, a few years ago, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I remember this happening. Erin, out of the blue, this might have even been pre-Declan for all I know, but at some point years ago, Erin came to me out of the blue and said, hey, you know what name I really like? Michaela. And I remember saying to her at the time, I hate that name. That's a terrible name. Why would you ever use that name? And Mm -hmm. in in actuality, this is the exact same response I had to when we visited what is now our house for the first time. I remember being in in the driveway of what is now our home and has been for actually almost a decade and saying to Aaron, I would never buy that house. I can't even believe we spent the time looking at it. That's a terrible house. But as with all things, Aaron saw things that I didn't and fast forward three or whatever years and Aaron said to me again, hey, you know, I really like the name Michaela. What do you think about that? And I said, you know what? That is a lovely name. I have no idea how I'd like to spell it, but it's a lovely name. And I think I'm good with that. And then in a truly adorable stroke of genius, which hopefully we won't regret because Michaela ends up hating it, 
uh, Aaron had said to me, you know, I know what the middle name is too. I said, oh, yeah, I know exactly what the middle name pretty much has to be. And it's unusual for Aaron to be that devout in, in a belief that soon before having told me about it. So I'm kind of like, oh, okay, what's this about? And uh, so she said, I know what the middle name's going to be. It's going to be Charlotte. Okay, that's fine, but why? And Aaron said to me, well, you and I met and fell in love in Charlottesville, and so we should name her Charlotte as mm-hmm. kind of an homage to that. And everyone else listening to this is probably gagging and thinking that's gross, but I think it's freaking adorable. No, because you didn't call her Charlottesville. <laughs> right? Michaela Charlottesville. Terrible. That would have been no good. That would be so bad. And also, it's not like you gave her a middle name. So, wait. Is this is Michaela Charlotte double barreled or is uh, first name middle name? No, first name middle name. I've never heard the term double okay. barreled for that, but no, it's first name middle name. So we'll only ever refer to her as Michaela. Although I've been kicking around in my head, do I like the uh, nickname of Charlie coming off of Charlotte? And we'll see how that goes because I think it's kind of adorable for a little girl. But we'll see how it plays out. But um, but Mickey, no, w- Mickey's pretty good though. I like Mickey. Mickey is also good. But uh, but um, yeah. I mean, like it's not like I don't know I Betty can't Sue think of a or something name. like that. No, 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 like, you know, like, that you went with, like, Charlotte. I don't know, like, it it wasn't a place where it's just, it's not actually a name, right? Like, you just gave her the name of the place. Sure. I mean, there is a Charlotte, North Carolina, but yes, I understand your point. It's not like I named her Michaela Richmond or something like that. Right, but you see, I think Richmond is a person's name, too. That's why I didn't give any, uh, I'm assuming... Um, this is why I ended up giving no examples because every place <laughs> I rattled off in my head, I was like, that could upset someone because that could be a legit name. Well, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I decided, I, I you see I'm still doing it, but I'm like, nope, <laughs> not comfortable enough to say it. So, um, no, insert I, I your, your own place name here. Sure, sure. I, I know, Sealand, the Principality of Sealand. <laughs> you know, it's not like that you met there and you called her, like, Michaela, Principality of Sealand. I heard when um, you said that, I heard C, as in the letter C, hyphen L-A-N-D. And I was like, what, I, I, what is that, a playoff Casey? What are you talking about? Then I realized what you were referring to. But, mm-hmm. oh, my word. All right, we need to move on. But, yeah, so uh, Michaela Charlotte. Which no, but will... I, I'm not done. I'm not done oh, with okay. her name. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you spell Michaela that way? Um, I don't know. We just kind of backed so into it. So for anybody that doesn't know, it's M-I-K-A-E-L-A. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. And we kind of backed into it. I wouldn't say I preferred, but I also liked um, what you could have pronounced as Michael A, like M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A. Because uh, again, that... it's not, Michaela is used the way that you guys are spelling it with a, with a K, mm-hmm. but it's not typical. I, I think the typical... Uh, spelling or the historic spelling or more tradition more like traditional spelling is michael with an a at the end right which i don't have a problem with but uh aaron really didn't care for it which isn't to say that i like disagree with her or something it's just i was kind of ambivalent about it and aaron was like no i don't like and i'm gonna say michael a well i think you made the right choice i think michaela spelled the way that you spell it is more of its own name than michael with an a at the end (laughs) <laughs> right, I, I, I genuinely believe that. Like, yeah. it, it makes it more of its own name rather than being a female derivative of a male name. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I see your point. Yeah, and additionally, like, 
kind of building on that, if I were her, I could make an argument that, oh, you guys just figured out you liked Michael for the boy because you didn't know what I was going to be. And you just were like, oh, screw it. We'll tack an A at the end and call it a day, which is not the case at all. Like our boys names, we never quite narrowed down, but Michael is never one of them with respect. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I hear you. And I think you and Aaron, especially Aaron, were, were right about it. And so we were kicking around just different spellings in general. And we ended up deciding that we both liked this, which is just like you said, M-I-K-A-E-L-A. And and I agree with you. And again, Aaron, that it's kind of a more unique, more interesting spelling, which we like. So you are off work right now. Um, mm-hmm. Was that the right decision? Is this, is this helpful? Uh, I think it absolutely is. Um, I think Aaron is getting ever more stressed as time approaches for her to be home by herself. And we're still quite a ways away from it. I'm not going to go back until sometime in March, but um, she's getting ever more stressed about it. And if I were in her if shoes- If ever, I- am I right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, I don't blame her either because there have been several times when- it may be something as simple as Aaron taking a shower. In fact, one of the times, and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but one of the times that Aaron was uh, going to take a shower when both kids were awake, it was in the evening time, um, and and it was shortly before bedtime for both kids. And for whatever reason, shortly after Aaron left and went upstairs, I had Michaela in my right arm, and I was cradling her in my right arm. And she was wailing, perhaps because she was tired, perhaps because she was hungry, perhaps because she's a darn infant and infants wail. And that was fine. But then I look left and I look down and Declan's standing next to me, tugging on my pant leg, also wailing. (laughs) So I look around and I think to myself, hmm, this is my new life now. This is it. There's two of them. And at least at this particular moment, only one of me. And this is just something I'm going to have to get used to. And and I bring all this up because this was, I mean, how long does it take Aaron to shower? Five, 10 minutes tops on a normal day. And I needed to survive five to 10 minutes by myself. And I, of course, did. But looking down at these two screaming children and thinking to myself, well, that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing that intellectually I knew I needed to be prepared for. But kind of emotionally, I don't know if I was entirely prepared for I would probably expect that nobody is ready for that. Sure. Like, you can imagine it, um, but until it happens to you, I can imagine that it's it ends up not being the same. Because you can, like, think about it and look at it objectively, but you can't feel in advance how you're going to feel in that moment. Sure. Right? Like, there's no way to know how it's going to make you feel. Like, you might be fine with it. You know, different people work in different ways, but... I can imagine it's uh, it's it's tricky when you're in it. Oh, it very much is, and it's a it's a sense at least in the beginning before I get used to it, and I'm not used to it yet. But at least sitting here now, there's a pers- there's a sense of profound helplessness because in the past three years, if Declan is upset, and I'm picking on him only because he was the only one here, if Declan is upset, and if I devote my full attention to Declan. If I'm not on my phone, if I'm not watching TV, which, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But if I really devote my full attention to Declan and really work with him, usually I can pull him out of his funk, usually reasonably quickly. Doesn't always work, but usually it does. But I can't give my full attention to either child if both of them is wailing. You know, I have to multitask and there is only one me. 
there's only one mouth on my body with which I can console one of those two children. And so the sense of just profound and utter helplessness when this happens is striking and deeper than I would have expected. Now, I'm sure with practice and with time, I will get better at handling it. I'm sure with with time, uh, De- you, you know, Declan will be better about having a sibling and Michaela will be better about being, well, a human. <laughs> so, um, you know, th- this is kind of a confluence of terrible events, if, if so to speak. But but it is unbelievable the the incredible amount of just helplessness that I felt in that very moment. Well, I imagine this was pretty similar to what it was like the first time. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But the difference is, at least then, there it was one-on-one, right? So I knew that if I could get this one thing squared away, I'd be all right. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. Now, you know how to calm Declan down when you get a moment, right? Like, you know yeah. what it takes to chill him out. Mm-hmm. Then it was probably like, I don't know. Sure. I don't know what to do with this baby. Like, what, is, what does it do? I don't know yep. what it does. And, and, and intellectually, you're 100% right. But emotionally, in the heat of the moment, oof. Yeah. It's hind, It's like a hindsight situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's the same as me saying to you that, like, oh, you know, that it's, you'll get used to it. It's like that kind of idea. It's like, yeah, of course, in the same way that it's like, you'll be fine eventually, right? And, like, eventually it's going to be okay. Sure. In the same way that it's like, well, of course, I don't know what to do at that time because I don't know what to do yet. Right. Right. How is Declan doing? Uh, all told, we have been unbelievably lucky and blessed. And all told, he has been doing extraordinarily well. He's been very enthusiastic about Michaela, almost too much so, because a lot of times he doesn't realize that like flopping his entire body weight on her is not a wise choice. Um, but all in all, he has been very, very good and very helpful. Um, he hasn't been too outwardly jealous i mean of course there are times that he acts out and i think it's for attention and i think it's to to remind us that he is a person and he's you know still one of our children but given what he has been through which is a change from being the only star of the show both in our own family and with all of our local families, both sides, because there are no other grandchildren that are local. I think we had discussed for the Christmas episode that my immediate younger brother has a six or eight month old, something like that. And, um, and, and his, his son, my nephew, uh, was in for Christmas. And so that was an adjustment for Declan, but then it went back to normal and it's only Declan. But it went back to normal for all of what, three or four weeks until Michaela was born. And so Declan's been thrown through quite a loop over the last month or so. And given what we've asked this three and a third year old to put up with and deal with and learn, he's been doing a truly tremendous job and we've been very, very, very lucky. Lucky, I'm sure he will act out again. I'm sure that there will be issues again, but given what could have been, we've been extremely lucky. So is there anything else going on? Like, do you feel different in any way? Um, yeah, some. It's weird upsetting the balance. And I don't say that as a complaint, but we had a routine and a balance, the three of us, that had been honed over three years. And I, and I hope that doesn't sound flippant or, or ridiculous because I know I mean, I, I mean it genuinely. Like, over the course of three years... We built a routine. We built a balance between the three of us that was pretty, pretty 
oiled and you know pretty well the, the machine was oiled and was working at, at high speed right and so now we have deliberately thrown a wrench in the middle of that wheel of in the middle of that machine and so everything has come to a screeching halt and that's okay we had done it deliberately um but nevertheless it's an adjustment and some things I, I think Aaron knew, but I had kind of forgotten about. So as a silly example, an average infant will feed, especially for breastfed babies, will feed something like, you know, every two to three hours. Well, in and of itself, okay, you can, you can intellectually here again, understand that. But what you don't, or what I forgot was that that means by the time Michaela starts feeding, gets fed, gets burped and gets the almost uh, consistent diaper change during that process, that's like between half an hour and an hour, which means we only have another one to maybe two hours before this process needs to begin again, which means if you want to like leave the house and do something, you have only between one and two hours with which to accomplish anything. Otherwise, you're going to have to be in that situation where Aaron is breastfeeding in public, which is something that she's done plenty of times and that we've done as recently as a few days ago. But it's obviously not fun for anyone involved. It's less comfortable for everyone, both physically and emotionally. Um, we've not yet had a problem with people like sneering at us or anything like that with either child. But still, it's not easy, right? And so silly things like that have been an adjustment and an adjustment that I should have expected, but quite honestly hadn't. That being said, all in all, it's been tremendous. And I think far and away, the most fascinating and fulfilling thing for me is watching Declan interact with her and will mm -hmm. eventually be her interacting with him. And we, um, we tried to get as much footage as we could of the initial introduction of the two of them. And I recorded it on video and I haven't even had the chance to look and see if that worked or not. Um, I stood a tripod on the couch in the uh, in the labor or in the postpartum room, pointed it down, and basically just prayed that it would capture some of it. Um, but I did hand Erin the camera, or actually, I think she picked it up, picked up the camera when Declan was holding Michaela, and Erin was in the bed, you know, in the, in, the, in the hospital bed, and I was on that same couch helping him hold her and not drop her. And I looked up, and I saw my son holding my brand new little girl and, 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 you know, you know, you know, the expression, you know, your heart overflows. Well, my heart overflowed and it overflowed right the hell out of my eyeballs because I just started bawling. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a great picture. It's just a great picture. Yeah. And I wrote a blog post about it because Aaron in, in a, in a unbelievably prescient moment for someone who had just been through, I mean, every labor is terrible in its own way, but um, hers was not great by any means. I, I, I am hesitant to say terrible because, you know, <laughs> some lady or yeah, usually it's a dude, but maybe some lady will well actually me and say, well, you don't even know my labor was worse. But, you know, every labor is bad in its own way. It's just not it's it's a natural thing, but it's not a natural thing. But anyway, for Aaron, this labor was was rough. It was rougher than Declan, actually, in a lot of ways. And so here was she was. She was pretty well destroyed after all this, and it was a long process. And she had the presence of mind to take the camera and snap a few pictures. And at one point, uh, you know, I was wearing my eyeglasses because I'd had my contacts in for like 14 days at this point. And I pulled my glasses up, you know, onto my forehead and just started rubbing at my eyes because I was just bawling. And Aaron just captured this 
perfect shot of me and Declan and Michaela. And and like I said, it was, it was my, it was my heart just absolutely overflowing. And, and it wasn't just about Declan. I mean, it was largely about Declan, but it was also about, you know, Michaela being there too. And although she doesn't really interact with anyone at this point, because she's all three weeks old, it was flabbergasting and stunning to see the two of them together. Like these are two little people that we created and that again, everything is relative, but that we created through a whole lot of work and effort and anguish and angst in a way that not a lot of people have to. Well, a lot of people do, but you know what I mean? Like in the grand scheme of things, not a lot of people have to go through what we went through in order to have these two children. And here it is. I'm looking at my two children, two of them, by the way, did I mention that two of them? Um, and, and I'm looking at them interacting with each other as best as, you know, a three-year-old and a three-hour-old can. Actually, that might even be accurate. It might have been about three hours. And um, and it was just, it blew my mind. And and it's hard, it's hard to make concrete thoughts even right now reflecting on it. And it, I, I said this on ATP, and I did break the covenant, and I apologize for that. But, um, y- you know... Well, that's why you were kicked off the episode. <laughs> that was my punishment. Um, well, I knew but, you were going to do it. So. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but, you know, I... I, I I can, in the one breath, I'll say to you, oh my gosh, I'm not sleeping as much as I'd like. Aaron's sleeping even less. It's difficult looking at these two screaming children. But the reality of the situation is, and it's easy to lose sight of it in the heat of the moment, but the advantage of having gone through all the trouble that we did in order to get here is that you never really lose sight of the fact that this is an unbelievable miracle of science. Two unbelievable miracles of science that are in this house with me as I sit here talking with you. And I am extremely lucky to have had this happen. Furthermore, again, without getting into the details, I think maybe 50, but certainly 100 or 200 years ago, I think I probably would have lost Aaron on the uh, lost Aaron during Declan's birth because there were some small complications in today's medicine, but they would have been potentially fatal complications, you know, a couple hundred years ago. Um, And that that same sort of issue happened with Michaela. And so my wife may not be here twice over were it not for the miracles of modern science and medicine. And it's tough in the heat of the moment when you have these two screaming children to remember that. But (laughs) when you, when you really step back and think about it, I am indescribably lucky in a plethora of ways, but in, in particular, these three, because not only do I have two beautiful children that thankfully, at least aesthetically, seem to take after Aaron more than me, but more importantly, I have this unbelievable wife who, through a Herculean effort on her own part, has brought these two little beings into this world and, in the grand scheme of things, hasn't really complained about it a bit. And it's it's hard to be a supportive husband when, when your wife is going through something that you will never truly understand, but it's, it's just, it's, I don't even know. I like I, the words just escape me. It's, 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 I am so unbelievably lucky to have those two kids and arguably even more so to have Aaron in my life to have given them to me. And I mean that, I hope that doesn't come across in like a chauvinistic way. I mean that in a, in a, in a I am so blessed and lucky to have had this gift put upon me and of course the rest of the family, but you know, speaking selfishly put upon me, like I don't know whose butt got kissed in a prior life to let me end up here right now. But, uh, but I, I am, I am tremendously, tremendously lucky for it. And 
And I hope my I, my true honest hope is that I never ever lose sight of that. You will from time to time, but it will come back <laughs> from time to time. Fine. Yeah, from I hope time so. to time. All right, should we take our first break? Uh, yeah, I think I need a breather. Whew. Yeah, I think you do. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Away. They are a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers over at Away, and that is why they've been able to make smart premium suitcases that they sell to you for under $300, so your luggage will not cost more than your plane ticket. What do you need most when you're traveling? More battery, at least if you're anything like me. And with both sizes of the uh, Away carry-on suitcases, you will be able to get a USB port with a battery inside which is large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. And Away even goes so far as to give you the little tool to take it out if you want to take it out and put it back in if you want to put it in. It's all very, very nicely done. Go to awaytravel.com slash analog right now and you can browse Away's suitcases. They're all made with premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance whilst remaining lightweight. Uh, Away have over 10 colors and five sizes. It features the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, the large, and now the kids carry-on as well for the smaller travelers amongst us. Away cut out the middleman so you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. All of their suitcases have a patent-pending compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker, and four 360-degree spinner wheels. Their carry-ons are compliant with major U.S. airlines while maximizing the amount you can pack, and they have their TSA combination locks built in. They also feature a removable washable laundry bag so you can separate your clean clothes from your warm ones. So, I mean, I can really attest to how great these products are. I have one and, and use it and love it. Um, we bought one for Adina recently, and she loves it. I got her one of the carry-on ones, and she actually uses it as, like, her main suitcase, like, even if we go to the U.S., because, I mean, she is a tiny person, but you can really <laughs> pack these things in very, very impressively. Like, their compression system is very good. Like, it, it, it's not just, like, um, I've seen this before with suitcases where you just get, like, those two straps, but with Away, it's like this whole, like, uh, it's like a whole rectangular pad with the straps on it. So when you pull it, it pushes everything down as opposed to just those two areas. Um, so it really allows you to be able to get more stuff in the suitcase. It's very clever stuff. Away believe in the quality of their products, which is why they offer a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life. And they also have a 100-day trial with a no-questions-asked return policy. Um, they do free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the U.S. And that 100-day trial, like you can take it and travel with it. And they actually expect you to do that. They want you to be able to travel with a suitcase and make sure that it's right for you before you commit to it travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone to find out more go to awaytravel.com slash analog and if you use the code analog at checkout you'll get twenty dollars off any of their suitcases that is awaytravel.com slash analog and the code analog for twenty dollars off our thanks to away for their support of this show and relay fm so you've had you've had a uh interesting few weeks yourself sir we had yeah, we had a situation uh, with the wedding that we did not get to talk about on the last episode um, because the last episode was not focused on that. It was focused uh, on the Casey-less paternity oh, leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer. Which, by the way, I have to interrupt you. I completely apologize and I forgot. But uh, that was a really, really lovely episode and I really, really appreciate everyone that, that took part in it. But most especially you, Mike, for uh, giving me a week off and also for putting it all together because I'm sure that that was way more time intensive than 
than a normal episode would be, and doubly so given what you're about to discuss. So thank you to everyone, uh, but especially Mike, for uh, participating in that. If you haven't listened... Um, I mean, it will never be as good as, as the other episodes of the show since, I mean, I wasn't on it, but, uh, but no, it was, it was a really great episode. And the only regret I have is that I will never, ever know what Federico Nordina said to me, but I'm going to assume they were truly beautiful things because they sounded beautiful and, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So well, thank you I for doing know, that. Man. I've seen the transcripts. I've heard the <laughs> translations. Uh, I'll get some people to take care of that for yeah, you yeah, yeah. if I was you. Uh-huh. But anyway, but no, I, I apologize for interrupting, uh, but I just did want to say thank you, and I, I, that completely slipped my mind earlier. On the first week of January, uh, our wedding reception venue closed down. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot fathom. I cannot fathom what that, what the, the tailspin that that would put me in if I, if, if I were in your shoes. We got an email uh, on Saturday, and it was just like, Dear sir or madam, the Beagle London has closed. Uh, We have gone into administration, which means they have gone bankrupt. You will be hearing from us. You will be hearing from a court-appointed administrator uh, regarding any payments you may have made. So... Basically, the the reception venue closed down. They didn't even bother to send us an email personally, uh, which I made a point of telling them in our response, um, which I rewrote a bunch of times just to take all the emotional language out of because it was pointless. Um, it came completely out of the blue. Uh, I was sitting on the sofa. Adina was in the kitchen, and she just turns around. And she goes, oh, the Beagle is closed, just like that. <laughs> Because she just couldn't fathom. Oh my god! I shouldn't it, laugh. Right, like but it that's took just some time ridiculous. to sink in. Uh, it was a real panic situation. We have lost. Uh, we have lost multiple thousands of pounds that we will probably never see now. Um, oh god! Because that's just how that goes. Uh, like I said, that they have yet to, and I don't even know if they've done it yet. But they had not at that point. Uh, there had not been no. Uh, company step in to to settle up their debts or whatever um i don't think we're ever going to see that because they probably owe money to suppliers that will get paid before we do um so i expect that we will not see any money uh come from it and nor am i expecting that even if we get a penny we will get it within the next 12 months um so that's thrown a little bit of a wrench into the situation of just overall budget planning, but we just have to do to deal with it. Uh, we didn't yet have wedding insurance. It was on our to-do list. We were actually going to get it, I think, that weekend, but, but oh, hey-ho, that's how God. these things go. And I, the, the, the venue, uh, which were called, they're called The Beagle, um, they would not allow payment by credit card. They took payment by bank transfer which a lot of these types of suppliers do because they don't want credit card fees. Um, but if they were by credit card, then there's some insurance that you can do um, with credit cards, but we don't get any of that because we pay by bank transfer. Um, I was very, very happy more than at any other moment that we had a wedding planner. Oh, I can only imagine. Because we emailed them and we said, this has happened. We don't know what to do. And then... She just took control of the situation, and then Adina went and uh, went to some viewings because I also then got sick, um, 
may have been related, may have been unrelated, but I got sick. So we had like a bunch of viewings booked in for the week after. And then I went and saw a bunch of venues. Um, and we have decided on one. We put a deposit on one. We purchased wedding insurance. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that. Um, uh, the reason that I mention the name of the place is because I'm including in the show notes a link to Eta, Eta London, uh, talking about the fact that our restaurant is closed. And I gave and I tweeted at the the because basically they they published this article and they were like we think it's closed, uh, and then I tweeted the 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 author of the article um said yes it is and here is how I know could have been worse because there were people that were getting married many many months before us that didn't know any sooner right we oh, still had a significant God. amount of time in which we were able to get everything. Uh, taken care of, right? But there's a lot of things that are different. Menu's completely different because this place was going to cook a very different menu for us, um, but now we don't really have that affordance to us. So we're kind of going for a bit more traditional British fare um, than we were at the previous place. But we're actually going for a menu tasting this week. Uh, to look over some of the choices that we have made, um, it is it will be overall okay. So, in theory, it would be cheaper. It's probably not going to be cheaper because we're not going to get the money back. But the previous place, <laughs> um, they they charged a fee as well as having a minimum spend, and the new place just has a minimum spend, which is about the same amount, uh, but no fee. So, you know. The fee is just a wash now, right? Like the money, you know, it's kind of just is what it is. Um, but yeah, minimum spend in case you've never come across this. It's just an amount of money that has to pass through the uh, through the, the venue. And you can choose to, you know, a lot of this for a wedding is taken up in the food. But then there can be some extra, right, which you can either pay yourself or it has to be spent via other guests on the night but you have to pay percentages of the minimum spend in advance um, with the rest needing to be taken care of by the time it ends, that the, the, the party ends, right? Uh, but we think that most of our minimum spend will probably be taken up with the food anyway, uh, which is typical. Um, the place is much bigger, which is good, um, but you know not significantly bigger we we can't invite many more people not that we would but it's not that much bigger that we can invite tons more people uh but it is bigger and it's in a different area it's in a better area for hotels um but it's got a different look it looks very different so we're having to change some of our design elements um and overall is is not it's we wouldn't have chosen this place first um, right, this wouldn't have been. We probably wouldn't have chosen this in our first round, but of the second round places that we had, it was the one that we liked the most, and it is really nice. It's very different. Uh, like you know, this this place that we were going to go for was like a railway arches. It was two railway arches and an exposed brick, and you know, it looked really nice. Um, and then we developed an entire design theme based around that place. Well, the new place isn't like that so much. Um, it's got a lot more strong design of its own. Um, so we're having to change some elements of our like wedding design because of that. 
And uh, our invitations were going to be going to print on the Monday. Oh, so God. luckily we got to stop those. They have now been printed. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to be getting those on Friday, I think. Uh, which I'm excited about. So yeah, it's been a stressful time for us, but we're we're making waves again. Um, and I am just once again being reminded how expensive weddings are. Because oh, even yes. without this, like we need more money than we thought we needed. Uh, this is just how it's gonna, probably going to be all the way up until mm-hmm. the day after. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, this is just how it's going to be, and. Even though you can never know how much I knew that this would happen, right? Like I knew that this would just keep happening. But now, Casey, I, I do I do have a different thing going on in that I am now convinced that everything's gonna cancel. I didn't have this feeling. Oh, no. I didn't oh, this never gosh. it yeah. never occurred to me that our venue would cancel on us. Yeah, I can understand. Because that. that's what deposits are for, right? Mm-hmm. But now I live in constant fear of cancellation. Mm-hmm. So, like, my current one is, my current big one is, when I'm not so worried about the the venue, this new venue. I'm not worried about the, the, the place that we're getting married in because it is an incredibly popular venue. Um, I'm not so worried necessarily about this new reception venue because it's part of a relatively large chain of places. Um it's not like it's not like a chain like McDonald's is a chain, but it is a company that owns a selection of bars and restaurants in central London, right? So like, mm-hmm. and they've been around for long enough that I'm confident that we should be okay. But you know, you never obviously you never know. The thing that I'm most worried about right now is um, for our wedding registry, we want to do a cash registry because we have all of the stuff that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there are limit. There is a, a small selection of companies in the UK that do this. There seems to be way more companies in the US that do this, and I found some that I really liked, um, but they're US only. So now, like we found one that I think is probably going to do us that is a UK based company. But now my concern is that we're going to have people give us cash for our honeymoon, and then that company goes bust. Oh, mm-hmm. Because that would be a big problem. Yeah, I'd say so. Because we have already committed to our honeymoon, right? Like mm-hmm. the hotel in that in, in our honeymoon de- destination are expecting us, and I've already paid for the flight. So it's like that is like a whole other thing that I've got going on. And I looked into building it myself. But uh, it, there's no easy way to do this as an individual for ta- like for tax purposes, mm-hmm. right? To like to to use like a stripe or something, um, you kind of have to be a business, and I there's no there's just no way, easy way for me to take care of that. So we're gonna have to like we're just gonna have to find a way to do it. With one of these companies, and I, the one that we're probably settling on, I'm pretty confident up to use. Um, but yeah. We're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to do with it. Yeah, I would I would be in the same sh- in the same boat. Like, I would never have thought to worry about such things. And then this, w- if this had happened to me, I would have been like, well, I just have to assume everything's going to let me down now. Which is how exactly how I feel. Oh, that's so like, tough. Like, I just 
I feel like that everything is just going to fail. Because I'm expecting with a lot of these cash registry type things, you can't take all the money out until it's all done. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if we could take it out in stages, I feel better, but we're just going to have this pot of money growing. Yeah. And then what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I may have said this to you before. I don't recall. Um, it is very cliche to say that my wedding was one of the best days of my entire life. But it was. It really, really was. That said, leading up to that moment was an inordinate amount of stress and turmoil, almost none of which had to do with Erin, by the way. She was great about it. It was everything else that I had, everyone else I had to interact with, family, uh, vendors, everyone. And I didn't go through anything like you did, even just for like what was general, what was in the grand scheme of things, a pretty... I don't know, vanilla, or I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but like it, it was a wedding that didn't have a whole lot of problems, right? And even then, just planning all of it and getting everything squared away was a nightmare. And I'd do it again, given how good a day it ended up being. But oh my word, it was it was rough. And so that's a, a you know, a like a, a very run of the mill wedding. I can only f- imagine what you two are going through. And I'm I'm surprised you're in spirits that are this good. And I know it's been a little while since this all really happened, but even still, I would be weeping if I were you. And so I I applaud the fact that you're not actively crying as we're on the air. I mean, but it's taken care of now. Yeah, it's true. Right? We've yeah. we've been in that situation already. Like, we've, we've experienced it. We've dealt with it. Uh, we are where we are with it. It was a couple of weeks ago now, so... You know, like that's it; it's done. So yeah. we, you know, we have already moved on into concern, being concerned about the budget again. Right? So it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I hear you. At least, you know, we don't have a lot of those concerns, like that you mentioned, right? We are not dealing with vendors; we're paying someone to do that, mm-hmm. and we're mostly not dealing with family because we we're paying for ourselves sure so right but like we really aren't dealing with vendors like i heard you being like "Mm, we're not we don't talk to them we don't deal with them we tell people what we want we confirm things and then that's it then our planner does it she like so for example us having to like we're gonna have to tell everyone that we've currently booked here's the new venue right Mm -hmm. but we don't have to do we're not doing any of that our planner's doing it for us Fair enough, so fair enough. They made they have made their money back over the, the they have made their money, I should say, the mm-hmm. money that mm-hmm. we're paying for them over the last couple of weeks. It's it's been very good. I'm very pleased we made that decision. <laughs> All right. Today's show is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at five dollars a month. And you'll be up and running of your own virtual server in the Linode Cloud in under a minute. Whether you're just getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. They offer the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support underpinning everything. It has never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server as well. They offer 99.9% uptime for availability. Once your server is up, they like to keep it that way. Linode offer additional storage. Uh, their block storage that they have, is, which has been in beta for a while, is now available in Fremont and Newark, and they plan to expand 
expand their block storage to all data centers by June. Uh, Linode is great for tasks like hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating a VPN, and so much more. And hey, Linode are hiring right now. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go to linode.com slash careers and you can find out more. Linode's pricing options start at one gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you go to linode.com slash analog and sign up there, you'll be supporting us, and you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is four free months of service. With a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go try it out today. Go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or just use the promo code analog2018. That's analog2018 at checkout. Our thanks to Linode for their continued support of this show. So we were talking about it earlier, but you have a big day coming up in just a few hours, my friend. Yep. (laughs) Good talk. All right, moving on. No, you're turning 30 years yeah, old. You're turning 30. You're no longer one of those hip, cool 20 year olds. You you have to grow up. You can't be a hipster anymore. You have to be like an adult. No, now. no. You see, you see. Okay. So a little while ago, I had somebody say to me, the problem in your late 20s is that you're the oldest of the 20s. When mm-hmm. you turn 30, you're the youngest of the 30s. That's a life hack. So I am, I am an old 20 year old, uncool 20 year old right now. <laughs> I'm about to become a, young, a cool 30-year-old because I'll be the youngest 30-year-old. Is that how it works? That's, I, think, I, think that's, I think there's good logic in there, which is why I don't feel like I'm going to have an existential crisis like I did on my 29th birthday or my 30th birthday. Because also, I have noticed people make a big fuss of you when you turn 30 in a way that they do not make a fuss of you when you turn 29. That's true. Right? People are always nice to you on your birthday, but I have found that people are a lot nicer to me on my 30th birthday than in my 29th birthday. Um, kind of like when I turned 21. It reminds me of that. Like everyone's making a big thing of it, right? I'm getting lots of gifts. I'm getting lots of cards. Everyone wants to see me. People want to do things, you know? So well, everyone's wait, wait, really happy. Is 20, does 21 have the same sort of cachet that it does here? Because for us, we can't... I can't tell you why. I, I have no idea why. Okay. But like... There are, like, when you turn 13, 16, 18, and 21, they're like the big birthdays when you're growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why 21 is a yeah. big deal here because it's not, there's nothing. It's not right. tied that's, to that, anything. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, for us, it makes big, it a lot of sense because that's, that's when you can finally drink legally because most of us had already been doing so for a while, just not legally. Um, but for you guys, just like you said, I can't imagine what the significance might be other than maybe just... Like, I know. could take some stabs at things. Like, if you go to university, like, you're all done. Mm. I think, it, But I think mm-hmm. 21 is considered the time when you become a real adult. Okay. Okay. I, but again, there is nothing that happens sure. to you. That, that I don't know why it is. And it's not like a... Um, this isn't a modern thing. This isn't one of those, like, inspired by America things. Right? Like, it's always been this way. 21 is just a big thing. Um, hmm. Apparently, it used to be the voting age. Oh, uh, okay. I'm told okay. by people in the chat, by Kate in the chat room. Um, I like Lizzie's attempts at me. Oh, maybe it's because you can travel to the United States and drink legally. <laughs> no, no one would make a big thing out of that here. Like, because we can just drink here. Like, we don't, like, oh, I must go to America to drink alcohol. No, like, right. yeah. But it's, uh, this is not tied to America in any way. Um, because this is something that my nan recommend, like, recognizes as a big thing. Right? Like, 
You get on your twenty first birthday is customary to receive a key. For what? And there is a song that's uh, something along the lines of like, you get the key to the door, never been 21 before. Like, this is a song that my nan sang to me on my 21st birthday. Like, okay. There is like, it's not a real key. You get like, what is effectively like a key to the city type key, right? Like it is a comically large key. Um, and also tankards. These I don't know, if, like, you know what a tankard is, right? Like no. one of those silver cups. Okay. You know, like a silver cup that you drink a beer out of, right? Like, like a stein? Like a, like a stein, yeah, okay. a tankard. It's the same same thing. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, th- this is what people tend to get here on their 21st birthdays. This might be an, an English thing. It might be a London thing as opposed to a United Kingdom thing. I don't know, but I know that that is a thing that happened to me. It happened to both of my brothers, right? Anyone in my extended family that I know, like 21... These are the things that happen to you. You get a key, you get a tankard, and people are very excited and you have a party. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's not a bad thing, of course. It's just a little bit surprising to me because, uh, it, like I said, it, it doesn't on the surface appear like anything um, is particularly special about 21. Can you, uh, I would say rent, but in your parlance, can you hire a car for cheaper once you're 21? Because for us at 25, you suddenly become a responsible adult and then you can rent a car for much cheaper. <laughs> I mean, probably, but like, I don't think that warrants having a special birthday. Hey, no argument oh, here. Finally rent a car. No <laughs> argument here. I'm just, I'm reaching, I'm <laughs> grasping at straws here. No, th- there is, I'm sure some historical reason that I don't know and that you're probably not going to stumble on. <laughs> fair enough, um, fair enough. In the same scene, as like, why do you get a key? Who knows? Uh, there is like... I don't know what it is. It is a thing. It's just a thing. It's but I think thirty. I think turning thirty is more of a modern celebration because there's none of that. There's no like big traditional thing that's happening to me. Um, I think it's more of a modern thing where like being thirty in more modern times means something more because like people are still young when they're thirty now. Where I think maybe 40 years ago or whatever, maybe that wasn't considered the same because people got married younger, they had kids younger, like that kind of thing. So, yeah, I will be I will be 30. By the time you hear this, I will be 30 very soon. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So what what are your big plans? I don't know what they are. Oh, it's you're being surprised? Well, yes and no. All right, we're gonna. I don't know if I've spoken about my feeling about birthday parties. Oh, I think if you this have. doesn't jump, I don't like them. Um, Adina's taking a day off work tomorrow. We're spending the day together. She's doing this as a preventionary measure. Um, <laughs> After the twenty ninth. <laughs> yes, um, this is serious. This is why she's doing it, and we're doing some stuff this weekend with some friends. I know which of my friends are coming, which of my friends aren't coming. And this is why I don't like birthdays. Because people bail on you on your birthday. And then you feel worse about it because it's your birthday. Because people bail all the time because they can't make things. Um, right? Not everybody can make events. But then when it's your birthday, it's worse. Especially if they do it to you on the day of. 
So I just don't like to plan anything. So you don't plan anything. People can't disappoint you. Right. And so I just don't like to do it because it carries with it so much more weight on everyone's side because you have to feel like you're having a great time. Everyone has to feel like that they're giving you a great, like, I just don't like to do it. And then like, I didn't want to plan a whole big thing. And then she wanted to make it a surprise, but then some people bailed. So then she just made a smaller thing and then told me about it, right? Because it happened, yeah, yeah, right? So yeah. she can't make it a surprise. We're like, oh, it's a surprise. Where's this person? Like, oh, they couldn't make it because they're out of the country. It's like, well, see? Like, just don't. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. So we're going somewhere. I know we're going for a meal. Just me and Adina are going to meet some friends for some drinks. I know who's going to be at all of these things, uh, but I don't know where we're going for either of them. Okay. Well, that, that's a nice compromise, I think. I typically like to do nothing for my birthday, um, but she didn't want to let this one go by. Yeah, that's which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's like whoa. Anyway, you're back on YouTube. <laughs> well, indeed, I am. I'm done with my birthday. I'm done with my. Birthday. All right. Well, happy birthday, almost. So you did what I told you to do, and you made another YouTube video for your <laughs> Alpha Romeo <laughs> theme channel. For right? my Alpha theme channel, that's right. Your Alpha, Swift and Alpha. Yeah, that's all it is. is. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, no, it's a fair criticism. Um, what, what's happened is, so I'm trying to think of how long a story I want to tell. So basically, I know a guy who has a podcast called Wheel Bearings. His name is Sam Abwelsamid. He's a good guy. Um, he set me up to get the original Alpha uh, a couple of months back. And now that I have a relationship with the Alpha Press people, they were like, hey, do you want this other Alpha? And I said, why, yes. Um, so it's not that I necessarily want to only review review Alphas, although because they're so novel here in the States, I'm not complaining. But I've been trying to get my hands onto press cars from other manufacturers, and it hasn't really worked out quite yet. So I'm no, still working on that just stick with Alfa Romeo and get a Ferrari, right? Something like that. It, let's go with that. Yeah, but I don't think they do press cars. <laughs> they own Ferrari, right? Uh, it is all the same Fiat Chrysler uh, corporate, like Mondo Corporation. Yes, but I don't see a Ferrari in my future. But it, no, nonetheless, well, just just keep trying. Yeah. So I, I think in a perfect world, um, I think what would have happened was I would have done Aaron's car in between the two of these. But what I was thinking about this and. I think the reason that Aaron's car video never got done is because there was no, and I think you might've said this to me. In fact, there was no real urgency behind it and I could shove it off, shove it off, shove it off because that car is always here. Whereas with the two Alfa Romeos, uh, they were delivered on a Monday morning. Then they were retrieved a week later in the morning. So I had seven days almost to the minute to do all of the filming and, and photographing and recording and talking and whatever that I wanted to do. And then I had no other chance ever again. And that urgency led me to really make sure that this happened, you know, and, and, and when they said, Hey, we want to give it to you in mid January, I was like, well, I might have, you know, I'm going to have a new kid at that point, but sure. Why not? I'm not going to, you know, kick a gift horse in the mouth. And so, um, so yeah, so it, it isn't intended to be all alphas all the time. I do intend to do Aaron's Volvo. I do intend to badger my father into letting me do his new Corvette uh, one day, once upon a time, which may or may not ever work out. I may do my car, which I know you were particularly in favor of the last time we spoke about it, Mike. Uh, we'll see. Nobody but, knows your car more than you do. That's true. Um, but I, my intention is to branch out for sure. It's just it, the problem is that I just don't have the 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 access to anything else quite yet and i'm working it but it hasn't i haven't succeeded as yet so we'll see well let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. like why didn't you make this video 
and hold it? Uh, a few reasons. One, I didn't really think about it until you just said something. Uh, two, <laughs> two. Hmm. Um, Interesting I, idea. I'm serious. Like I, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I'm serious. Um, but the other thing is, I'm not good at keeping things in. Like I was impressed that I didn't put it together. In, well, so it was mostly done yesterday, uh, and there were a couple of small tweaks I wanted to make this morning. And normal Casey behavior would have been to stay up as late as it took yesterday to get it done and out the door because I just want to get it out and into the world in a good way. I want to have it out. I want to see what the reaction is. I want it just, I want it to be done. Not in a like, Oh God, this is such a burden. Make it go away kind of way, but in a, Oh, I'm so enthusiastic. I really just want to see this out in the world kind of way. Plus I wanted to have another video on my channel for several different reasons. Some of it is so that it doesn't get stale. The channel that is some of it is so that I can monetize the channel because I need a lot more views than I have right now. And the best way to do that is to post more videos. So I just wanted it out, but you make a very fair point and I could have just as easily sat on it for a while. Yeah, but I get you that like, you know, you don't for all of the reasons that you posted this one. Although I will say, I was just thinking this through about like I was originally saying to you, you got to post something because like you got to keep it going. But like if you would have held this video and then recorded another one, then it would have been easier to maintain it afterwards, right? Sure. That you would have had a longer period of time and sure. then like had like two in the can. But like it doesn't matter now because you've already done it. So now you're on the hook for getting one out in a yeah. quicker oh, no pressure. space of time. All right. No, but you are now, right? Like if you, you got to, if you're making, okay, so all of this is to say like if you're actually making a go of it. And if you're making a go of it, you've got to bring the gap down a bit. Right, you got to you got to pull pull it in, so you're producing more quickly. Because for most people, a lot of turnaround, and especially where you are right now, is a good thing. Turn around more, learn more, publish quicker, get sucked into the algorithm, meet all of the metrics that you need to meet to to hit uh, monetization because they're changing now. Like you know, you you want to get that stuff running through, so you've got a good base. Um, but especially if you're learning. It's best to keep the wheel spinning rather than it going like coming to a halt every time, and you have to like relearn some stuff. And also, like people are giving you suggestions, whether you want them or not, about how the video can be made better. <laughs> yeah. And if you make, and again, this comes from my own experience. If they were only like a week or two ago, uh, you remember them, and most of the time, people are giving constructive criticism even though it still is like, oh man, why do you hate my video? You feel about that initially. But when you sit down at Final Cut the next time, you're like, this person said this thing and you know what? They're actually sure, right. Totally. Um, but you don't see that until you've got a little bit of distance from it. Right. Um, I, was, I was wondering uh, how, how you did this because you were always saying to me, oh, I won't be able to make a video when we have the baby. Like, it seems like an impossible task. Well, it seems like you did it entirely since the baby. Mm -hmm. So how did you do that? Uh, carefully. <laughs> it was, it was a challenge. And what the, the short, short, short version is, uh, Declan goes to preschool a couple of days a week. And that was my time to do as much as I possibly could as quickly as I possibly could. Um, most of the exterior filming, particularly the stuff on the top of the parking garage, which is the majority of what you see in the video, that was done basically the mornings that um, that he was in preschool. Uh, there was a little bit of stuff filmed elsewhere, which I did at other times when he was with me. Um, but 
most of the recording was done when it was only Aaron and only Michaela at home. So it was back to one-on-one. I felt less guilty about saying to her, Hey, can you keep track of Michaela for a while while I, you know, bugger off and do, do all this other stuff. Um, and I think I could do that with her car just as easily. It's just, it's, it's easier to say to her, look, I only have but seven days with which to make this happen. We've got to give me the time to do it. Whereas if I were Aaron and I was like, Hey, I'm going to go take your car for a couple hours and screw around. I'd be like, are you kidding me? No, like pick another time. That's terrible. And so, um, I guess the moral of the story is it, you know, great things happen when you're, when you, when you're under an unbelievable time crunch. And that's what basically happened here. And I did the best I could. Actually, one of the times that I took uh, there that I did some of the filming on the parking garage, I actually took Michaela with me uh, because she was sleeping at the time and it was the best I could do to get the time I needed. But the moral of the story is I just, I, I made it work. I had to. And then all the final cut work for the most part was done once the kids were asleep. Yeah, I mean, that stuff, that's easy to do, right? To carve yourself out an hour or two in the evenings and then just go and take care of it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, that's that's the easier part to do. Yeah, and in fact, uh, there were a a lot of the work done in Final Cut was done when Aaron was asleep, so I was literally the only one awake in the house because what with me being able to sleep more consistently overnight, like we discussed, it's less of a big deal for me to stay up late, but Aaron's going to bed like 8, 9 o'clock at night these days because she has to get up three or four times during the day. Or during the night, I should say. And so for me to stay up, you know, for a couple hours after she goes to bed is not entirely unreasonable. And I'm not a zombie the next day. So that's kind of how it worked out. So without comparing it too much to the previous video, because I want to talk about that in a moment specifically, um, how are you feeling about this one, like in a vacuum? Uh, I think it's pretty good. There are some things I didn't like about it that... I don't feel like I could have reasonably fixed without having more time with the car, either because I, you know, spent less time with the family or I just literally had the car for more than seven days. Um, there was uh, one of the days I filmed, I filmed after it had rained. And so the car was dirtier than I wanted to. I think I should have been a little more deliberate about paying attention to reflections in the car. Like, I don't feel like that's that bothersome, but I, that seemed to bother a lot of people based on the initial, um, feedback that I've gotten that you could see me in the reflection of the car. Um, I think the audio issues are still not great, but they're at least passable now. Um, I had been given a lavalier mic from Dan Provost, friend of the show and co-host on, uh, on um, God bless it, uh, Thoroughly Considered. Um, and he had an extra lavalier mic that, that he had given to me. And he had said, you know, it was a cheapie that he had had for a little while and didn't need anymore. And it's not the best lavalier mic, but hey, if you want it, I'm happy to send it to you. And I said, yeah, sure, of course. And he sent it to me and that worked really well for the exterior shots, but I had actually tried using it for the in-car stuff. And for whatever reason, it was blowing out the mic. So you could barely understand a word I said. And so the reason the audio is garbage in car is because the best option I had, or at least I thought, was to use the onboard mic of the GoPro, which really was not a great option, but I didn't have any other choice at that particular moment. So my intention for the next video, whenever that may be, is to figure out what a reasonable lavalier mic is or some other alternative to that entirely, you know, and just figure out an entirely different approach to it. Um, but you know, so, but the audio is better and and I'm happy about that. I think my storytelling got a lot better and and I think the visuals got a lot better. There's a lot more B roll. I think there should still be more. I think there should be more on the road shots, um, from the outside of the car. But here again, that's very tough to do 
short of either setting up a tripod with my telephone on it and hoping nobody steals it or doing what I did, which is put Aaron in the car and I film it while she drives around. But here again, that's, that's a lot to ask of not only her, but of the two kids. So that's a lot of words to say. I'm really happy with it. I think I've made some marked progress and improvement, which I'm really happy about, but there's still a long, long way to go. All right, I want to talk about the two videos in comparison. Uh, but before we do, let me thank our final sponsor of this week's episode, and that is Squarespace. Enter the offer code FEELS at checkout, F-E-E-L-S, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea. with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. They have everything that you're going to want. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that can let you do it. Whether you want to create a blog, a portfolio, an online store, just about anything else, Squarespace have all of the tools in one package. There's nothing to install. There are no patches or upgrades that you have to worry about. They've taken care of all of that stuff so you don't have to. They have 24-7 customer support in case you need it. Um, You can grab a domain name with them as part of the whole thing. And go in there and pick one up. It's really nice. They have award-winning templates, which are all beautifully designed. It's uh, very, very good stuff indeed to allow you to show off your great ideas, to let you customize everything as you would want, but you don't have to get knee-deep in it because they look great just to start with. Uh, Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. Um, when you decide to sign up, use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. I'd like to thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So uh, I watched a video today. Um, kind of, I have a couple of my own things that I've noticed <laughs> that I wanted to, to mention, okay. uh, things that are different from the first video, and you can... You can add any if you would wish. Uh, the mm-hmm. audio is significantly better, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is the biggest change and the, the change which is the most was the most needed and uh, is the most enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I do a quick aside on that, actually? Um, mm. I was very fearful of stitching the audio together. So what was happening was I had that lavalier mic connected via cable via the headphone to lightning adapter to Aaron's old cell phone. Um, So I had her iPhone in my pocket and the lavalier mic was connected to that. I was just using voice memos to record the audio. Then I was using either, you know, the, the, the DJI uh, gimbal app, or actually I think in most cases I was just using the onboard camera app on my phone on the tripod to record video. And I was really, really scared that it was going to take me hours to stitch this together because any normal human can tell immediately if visuals and audio are not a hundred percent synced. Well, it turns out in final cut, I forget exactly what the feature was, but it's like a synchronized clips or something like that. I forget exactly what it was called, but you tell it, here's the audio, here's the video Mm -hmm. and just make magic happen. And in the span of just a few seconds on my iMac, magic happened and I was stunned. I didn't have to tweak it. Not once. And you have to understand, like you could hear me on the iPhone onboard recording. So like when I'm standing at the car, the, in the tripod and the iPhone, my iPhone or, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet away, you could just ever so barely hear me. And I did clap before I did any of my talking to kind of give a reference point, but I was stunned at how good a job it did of stitching that together. Never in a million years did I think it would be that easy. 
Yeah, it's very, very, very good. I'd never actually used it, but I know a lot of people that have used that feature and they find it to be very good. Uh, I just, I honestly, I, I do it by eye. See, but you do the uh, sort of thing for a living. I don't. <laughs> exactly. I, I've gotten so good at detecting uh, matching waveforms yeah, yeah. um, that I can do it by eye and just do it by eye. Just one click, quick clap, and it's very easy to do. But I don't, yeah. I don't even need that. Like I, so often, I'm dropping things into into Logic, and I can just visually see where the two tracks match up. Yeah, yeah. I've just gotten good at that over time. Um, the gimbal shots are nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, they're a good inclusion. You have some way to go with that still, though. <laughs> um, the uh, the one where you uh, were going around the car. There are a couple of things that you need to bear in mind for that one. So, like, you're walking around the car. You shouldn't have sped it up. Yeah, there's a reason for a it, bad but carry move. on. I know why you did it. I know why you did it, because you wanted to get in as much as you could. But it was jittery anyway because of the way you was operating the gimbal. Um, that made it way worse. Like, the the with the gimbal moving, you can, and I did, and, and have, like, you can, you can get better at, like, moving it, like, smoothly without, mm-hmm. like... Left, left, left. But really, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The if I remember right, the, the DJI app will allow you to fix on a point, so you actually don't need to do that at all, and it should it should That's do a lot of that movement. True, but not when you're going the whole way around the car, right? And, and you also so, don't need to go the whole way around, though. Well, and that's also true too. Basically, what it amounted to was there were there was a gap wherein I didn't think you needed to see my face, and I wanted to show a lot of the car, a lot of the car. And then I really wanted you to see my face because I was like, uh, you know, I was motioning with my hands or something like that. And so you you hit the nail on the head. There was a very small window of time where I wanted to show the exterior and I wanted to show a lot of the exterior. So I sped it up. And and that seems it seems like you're not not at all the first person to have said like I, I saw that it was a little jittery, but I didn't, well, didn't bother. Well, me very I would much. maybe have recommended is that you did it at accurate speed, but just made chops. So, like, mm, show one mm-hmm. quarter section chop another quarter. Because you don't need to see the whole walk around the car. Fair point, right? fair you point. Because you get most of the view from many different angles. So, like, walk around a part and then cut it and then walk around another part and cut it. Like, And that probably would have given you what you wanted to do. I only noticed because I, I have see how I have made that mistake. right? That, that uh, Because when I watch my Nintendo Switch video, I made some very similar mistakes mm-hmm. of, like, I had this little thing which on these wheels, right? It wasn't yeah, a gimbal, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. like you'd move it around, right? And there were some issues that I made for even not having enough footage or having too much footage or wanting to show more than like that kind of thing. And I did some stuff with the speed. Most of the time you can tell unless it's like super mega smooth and the gimbal just isn't going to give you that. So yeah. that would be one part. Um, there was also this one where you're going, it was a very nicely done actually, where you're going from the bottom of the car up Mm-hmm. right so from the front like you're showing it like i don't know why you show me so much sky <laughs> a lot okay, of sky fair. fair i'm being your youtube comments yeah yeah, right yeah. Now. uh so they are my only criticism parts the shots of the car driving past were a needed and welcome touch i needed more um, of them but yeah i, I definitely I didn't agree notice from your first video that they weren't there mm-hmm. until i saw the second video i was like that's what it was missing yeah, yeah, and and again, that's hard because that means I have to load the whole family in the car, and I need to like what what had happened was we went to a park and we where I knew that there was like a long stretch of road. You don't have to do this. Just get a tripod. Well, but the thing is, then I'm so how do I get the gimbal to track the car? Because I wanted to have the car getting tracked. 
So, you know, you know, I want to pan as the car is going by and the gimbal yeah. won't do well, that unless you really have, have it set up properly in advance. And I think it would get confused. Now the, the right or answer is what you're hinting at, which is screw the gimbal, just stick it on a tripod, stick your phone on a tripod, hope no one steals it and, and have a static shot of the car driving by. And that's probably what mm-hmm. I'll have to do next time. If I don't take the whole family to do you something can still similar keep it in the gimbal right like just because the gimbal holds it nicely sure but yeah you don't necessarily need it to be tracked i mean there are some ways that like the gimbal can do this and you would have to do some pretty good math to work it out but like you can have it go from point a to point b and move over oh, a period yeah, yeah, of time yeah. mm-hmm. but you just have to work out how long it takes you to drive between point and point and set it up could yeah. be very tricky to oh, yeah. do it would be annoying. um but yeah like this is the thing where you moving the camera along with the car was a nice touch, but not a needed thing. Sure. Like you can just, like, Top Gear don't do that very much. Most of the shots that I remember from Top Gear, they just put a, car, a camera on the floor and drive by it, right? And, like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of all you really need. Um, and then that's a pretty cool shot, especially if you put it low down on the ground, right? Because mm-hmm. it looks fun. Um, but yeah, and yes, of course, if you do want to have some of the other ones, then you can have someone help you with it. But I wouldn't like make that harder on yourself by having to have the whole family with you. Um, and again, like you should be when you're talking into the camera, is that done on a tripod or mm-hmm. are you having someone hold it? No, 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 on a tripod. So you've got the gear, right? Like just, just set it up and, and let it go. Like let it work with you. I, I actually did at one point set the gimbal on the tripod and have it track me, which you can do. Like mm-hmm. the problem the problem with the DJI software that comes with the gimbal is that you need to be behind the phone. You know, so you're you're operating the screen of the phone and you need to tell it lock on to my face, but my face is behind the phone where it can't be seen. You know what I mean? So I need to be in front of and behind the phone at the same time. And I was actually able to just like wing it and figure and take a guess as to where my face was on the screen and reach my hand over the phone and tap my face on the screen. Does that make sense? So like I'm standing such that the rear camera can see me but I'm reaching over the phone so that I'm tapping the screen of the phone and it did lock onto my face. But the problem was I had, I had framed the shot all wrong because I had this vision of like me doing the walk in front of the car as it's tracking me, which would have been amazing, but it would have taken me 17 hours to get it right. And I just didn't want to spend the time. Yes, that is part of the problem. The spending of the time is always a problem. Uh, I will recommend to you to, there is an application which I have never really tried uh, but I know many people oh, film have, yes, mm-hmm. you, you got told about this too. I've been told many times about filmic filmic pro because it has native support for the gimbal in it. And I know that you were complaining to me about some of the stuff in DJI software. So if you haven't tried filmic, then maybe you should. Yeah, I probably should would give be, it a shot. That would be my, my thinking there. So, um, what else do I have on my list here? Um, the rear view mirror shot was very cute. I was very happy with that. Well, I was very happy with the premise. I was okay with the execution. But I do have another piece of constructive criticism for you. Uh, you need to look at the camera lens, not the iPhone screen. Well, I, wa- I was looking at the rear view mirror for the most part. I certainly did glance over at the screen from time to time. No argument. But for the most part, I was looking at the mirror. No, no well then the mirror is still the wrong place if you weren't <laughs> looking at me you were looking somewhere else i probably was looking at myself to be honest so yeah you're probably that's looking fair. at yourself 
it took me a long time to get used to this. And even whenever I make videos or whatever, if I ever make videos, um, I do it. And they'll, and everybody does this, that like there'll be moments where you look at the, the screen that you're look, supposed to be looking at for reference. Mm-hmm. But by and large, try and spend the majority of your time staring at the lens of the camera. Yeah, that's fair. Because you're talking to me, so look at me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I always find it strange when people don't don't look at me when they're talking to me in a YouTube video, and mm-hmm. that's probably because I've just gotten used to seeing people do it, right? Um, but it's something that I notice in my own videos and get annoyed at myself if I'm not looking down the barrel of the lens the majority of sure. the time. It's way harder on the iPhone because the lens is less pronounced, so there's less space to actually look at mm-hmm. um, than it is like when I use my Olympus camera or whatever. No, my Canon camera. You have an Olympus camera. That's right. Why did I say that's I weird. don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's way easier with that because the lens is basically all there is to look at anyway. But um, but I would say that you've had a marked improvement uh, video to video. This looked way more professional um, and sounded a lot better. Uh, <laughs> than your original one did. But there were just a few little areas where i could feel that you were feeling more confident um so you pushed ahead into trying some more things right there's more Mm -hmm. there's a little bit more personality in this video in different ways there is you know you probably shouldn't have introduced all of the new equipment that you did right like logic would say to you that maybe you should have just got a new microphone but you also got new camera technology right like you should it was all good because you know what i mean you pushed yourself right you pushed Mm -hmm. yourself quite far again which i am a a big fan of because said to you like the reason you do you keep pushing yourself and you do these things quicker is that by the time you could potentially get noticed by the world outside of the casey list uh, fan base uh you want to make sure that the videos are as good as they can be Right. Yep. One hundred percent. And by and and it's practice that makes that perfect. Um, yeah. What do you hope that viewer response is going to look like for this video? Like, what are your hopes? Uh, my hopes, to some degree, have already been achieved. Actually, um, I've gotten a few pieces of feedback that I think are kind of representative of what I hoped the response would be. And um, so, one example of this is let me see what this username is uh shardul on twitter wrote um it seems you took every single suggestion thrown your way after the first video and decided to outdo yourself by miles totally enjoyed it that isn't actually true right like there's certainly more things that i that i ignored from the first video that no, i didn't fix i think but... you mostly just in- fixed a lot of problems and then all you really did was introduce a couple of new ones which you will do every <laughs> single time that you try and sure. push yourself further but that's the way to do it. You got right. you've got to keep you've got to keep uh, you got to keep trying. Right, but you see my point. Like, like the, my hope was that people would look at the two of them and say, "Okay, the first one wasn't bad. This one maybe isn't great, but is at least good." Yeah, you know? <laughs> and so maybe the next one will be pretty good, and maybe the one after that will be kind of great, and maybe the one after that will be great. You know what I mean? As long as the traje- trajectory is moving in a, in a positive direction. And, and I want people to be able to see, just like I said about the first one, like, hey, this may not be perfect, but I see where you're going with this and I like the way it's going. And I feel like I did a pretty good job of that with this. I think that there's a lot more Casey in it in terms of 
on-screen personality. There was a little more Casey in some ways in the last video. For example, the use of emoji all over the place. And I didn't shy away from that deliberately here. I just really didn't see a time when I thought it was appropriate to do. You know, like I was, there was never a moment where I thought, okay, this is where I, I really need to throw an emoji in. So in some ways, this is a little less Casey, but in most ways, especially in my on-screen persona, I think it's a lot more Casey, which was scary when I was filming it, but felt a lot better when I was watching it. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. Because it makes me feel yeah. awkward being that, like, effusive when I'm standing on the top yeah. of a parking garage around a bunch of apartment buildings, you I, know? I but, do always feel for you in those moments. Um because you are being very open with the fact that you're making a video. Oh, right? very much so. Oh, yeah. Where, like, a lot of vlogging stuff is more contained to you. And you can just be filming things about talking or, like, not talking any more than it looks like you're particularly just having a FaceTime call or something. Mm -hmm. But you are like, there's a tripod and there's a car oh, and yeah. I've got the hood up, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm bending down. Like, it's like, you know, it, you cannot hide the fact that you are making a video of some description. And also, like, I don't know, like, individual vlogging is kind of like how oh, that person's vlogging. I don't know if it's so much of like, ha, that person's making a car video. You're like, that weirdo's making a car exactly. video. Right. Yeah, and I, and it's, I couldn't, it's, it's very different. You're exactly right. And I couldn't really get past that for the first one. But this time I was able to, at least in part, push past it and just roll with it. And I'm glad I did because I do think it meant it made for a much bigger video. And to me, if I were to reflect on the Julia video, the first one, I think the two biggest problems with it were audio fidelity first, which I feel mostly got fixed. There's room to grow, but it's mostly fixed in this video and me just being a stick in the mud. And I think here again, that's mostly fixed in this video. Again, not perfect, but a lot better. That wasn't the question I was... I, I asked the question in that way to see how you would take the answer. Okay. But it wasn't actually the question I okay. wanted to ask you. So what did I miss then? Numbers. Ah, um, that's a good question. I, I would love to see at least as many views as my prior one. So let me look at my dashboard and see how many the prior one had. So... The first video actually has 21,000 views, which is a heck of a lot more than I would have expected, um, especially only a couple of months on. And I'm really, really pleased with that. This one, a few hours into having been released, has 1,000 views. And I would love for this to have at least as many views as the first one. And I don't think Do that's unreasonable. Do you think unreasonable. you're going to get that? I don't think I will, but I don't think it's an unreasonable goal. So I want to ask you, I mean, because I have my own feeling about this, but why do you think you won't? Uh, the you said car, you don't think so. Why is that? I think the car is less interesting, and I think a lot of people probably saw the first one and thought, mm, that's not for me, and moved on. Be it because it wasn't good, be it because they're not car people, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm very hopeful that it will be at least as many. I mean, I'd be overjoyed if it was more, but I, would, I, w I hope it's at least as many, because that would make me super happy. Yeah. I would say to you to expect less. Oh, Sure because uh, I reckon by, I don't know like if it's hugely significant, but it will be something you can clearly see. And my reasoning for that would be, I think a lot of people will have watched this video because it was a new big project for you. 
where like and it's not necessarily about being a car person or not being a car person you're talking about it you spoke about it on atp you spoke about it on this show there's a lot of ramp up to it right like you came out and people were like oh let me check out this thing that casey did mm-hmm. but like they would just never watch a video sure. at all or anything like this right um and again this is just something that i noticed like my first video my first like i put out like a couple at the same time like they have larger view numbers than basically anything any other vlog video i ever did and this is very normal for people right that if you have a if you have an existing audience those people will check out the first episode but then may never come back like um remember behind the app mm-hmm. the first episode was like larger in download numbers to the tune of two times to three times subsequent episodes Ugh, don't people checked that. it out because <laughs> it was like a thing worth checking out sure i've never seen a drop off that large for any other project that i've done before that was a, a, a specifically egregious and mostly upsetting situation um <laughs> But you just need to be prepared for that. That's why I'm talking yeah. to you right now because of how you just went. Oh, please don't tell me that. But that might be the case. Oh, I'm like, sure it will. It might be. be but, it yeah. might be worth you looking at your day one to day one numbers. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like as a, as a like once the first day is over, see sure. what day one was like for the first video, and then you can kind of like feel your expectations. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And kind we'll of set them accordingly. I mean, the moral of the story is if I, even if I don't get particularly great view numbers, so I'm the point in, is it? I, no, I'm enjoying doing no. it. And yes, I'm hopeful that the more I get under my belt, the more, um, yes, uh, uh, the, the more access I get to other cars, you know, and the view more, numbers, view numbers are kind of unimportant to the overall goal right now. Like the overall goal is getting good enough that you get picked up by the algorithm because right. you cannot make this something which is meaningful to your life with the audience that you already have right because the audience that you already have at the maximum can get you twenty thousand views which is not enough yeah 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 you're absolutely right right in youtube land it's not it's nothing like it's it's nothing right like money wise right like i'm talking here about like it's twenty thousand people is an insane amount of people like to to pay attention to anything that you do um but 20,000 people in money with YouTube is like single digit dollars at best, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it really isn't very much at all. So where in podcasting, that's multiple hundreds of dollars. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there, you know, there's significant differences there. So my, my point of this is really that right now you are just trying to get good enough to garner enough attention that the algorithm sucks you in and then get good enough that if somebody comes to see, like, comes across one of your videos, that they will subscribe to your channel. Like, that's the current objective. Mm-hmm. So, down, like, viewer numbers right now, in some kind of weird way, you don't want them to be higher because that means that people are finding them and, like, you have not met your potential yet. <laughs> yeah, right? I know like, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Your potential is higher than your current output because you got better video on video, which means that you will continue to do so. So you have, you are not at your ceiling yet. You want to be there before, like or close to it, you know, closer to it than you are now when and if the videos eventually start getting sucked into the algorithm. Mm-hmm. See, so do you follow what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Totally, totally. I, it would be much better if I'm, if I'm at my A game by the time I get really and truly noticed than if I'm at my like, d or c game and i got noticed right now you know 
Yeah. I'm only saying, I mean, it may be, I mean, I hope that you have more numbers just so you'll feel good. I, I'm just wanting to say this to you just, just to prepare you on the off chance and just, I don't know, to try and give you something to think about, which is that, like, th- that shouldn't be the shouldn't be the goal right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the goal right now is to continue to have fun and to just hopefully continue to do it, be it because of press cars, because of my own cars, whatever the case may be, just to continue to do it is all I really care about. I have one question for you. I want mm-hmm. just a one-word answer, and we'll mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. Is this the thing that you care most about right now and to give putting your time into? Yes, in terms of... That's that's it. It's all, we're not going to get into it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I, I feel just like wanted to a, ask you that question. Yeah, that's fair. I think there's a million right? caveats here, but, but if I had to choose just one answer, I would say yes. This is where my attention is most heavy right now. I'm not preaching at you. I've given you everything. And my feeling is that, like, if that's the answer I'm getting from you, I do not judge you and I'm happy. Like, if that's how you feel, good. You've come to a decision. And that's yeah. what I want. I just want you to come to a decision. God, God, I, I want and to talk about this, this so much is, more, but I can't. We don't need to. I know. I right know. now. It's not worth having this conversation right now because we just had it. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that's all I want to know from you, right? Like, is that right now you want to put your attentions into this and that yes, is that fine. is a hundred percent fine that that's where that i want to find yeah the, the the summary that you just said that i this is where i want to put my attention that i can agree to pretty much without caveat or or you know asterisks this is where i want to put my attention now you know yeah. there's a million other thoughts that come around that but oh, i have know. like a million things that, more that i want to say but i'm not going to say them right now yeah there's no point yeah there's no point in us doing this right now we can do this Perhaps April 1st. Yeah, in two weeks or something. Let's uh, give you some little time after March. Yeah, and we fair can enough. Maybe come back to this. Right? All right. So we've run. We've run really long. Maybe we should shelve. Oh God, so long. And we've maybe we, we should shelve uh, Computer Science Club, which was not our intention. We both watched the episode, but maybe we should shelve it for next next episode. Maybe maybe we'll do the Computer Science Club episodes two and three next time. Since yeah, because this is the thing. We, I've only watched the second one and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe I feel like if I was we were just going to do this one I would just be giving you all of the information back at you again so I will watch episode three then and then hopefully we'll uh, we'll talk more about it I will say I want to be very open with our listeners right now after having watched the second one I feel like there maybe isn't as much in this as I originally hoped there would be when comparing it to Firefly, mm-hmm. because I'm concerned that all I'm going to be doing is just spitting back to you the information I have learned, and I am actually of the opinion that there's not a lot of entertainment in that. So I'm going to watch the third one. We will do, talk about episodes two and three, and then we'll make a decision as to whether we're going to move forward. I, I actually think that it might be better to um, have something of entertainment to talk to talk about because i realized i've been thinking about this a lot over the last day that with firefly we could theorize i could theorize this is what i think is going to happen it is pointless for me to talk about what i think is going to happen in the world <laughs> sure. of computing right right like there's like that's just dumb right like it's like oh we're um we're at the babbage machine i let me think what i think might happen next like that's there's that's dumb um because that's not entertaining so yeah that it might we're gonna do episode two and three and then we'll work out what we'll do after that because i might be wrong um 
we might get some spirited discussion. Uh, but but yeah, we're not going to do that today. And I only have watched the second episode. So next time we will talk about episodes two and episodes three of Crash Course Computer Science. Um, I'm sorry if you've already watched them. Um, we love you uh, very much. <laughs> you have another video to go watch now anyway. In case it's video, <laughs> so we can do that. Yeah, get, let's get those numbers up, please. Oh, goodness. Go watch right. it four times from different computers. Yeah, do the best you can. And, uh, In different locations. And also, Mike, more importantly than anything else, happy birthday. <laughs>